Welcome to the show, Brain Health Unchaining Your Pain. I am live today to talk about 10 simple steps to empower your children to become warriors for their own health. And this has really been inspired by many of the podcast interviews I've had with my guests, which you can find in the link in the show notes, um, which includes Henry Dimbleby, Dr. Um, Jenny um uh and so many others like i don't have the list in front of me but do make sure you check out the list in the show notes there's been some brilliant interviews that have been super inspiring in the context of helping our children become warriors for their own health now why is this important today why are we talking about it today well there's some shocking statistics in fact um our junk food or processed food is three times cheaper today than it is uh, three times cheaper per calorie than healthy food which means that those of the lower income bracket are more likely to reach for unhealthy junk food because it's considered um, cheaper however that food price does not take into the into account the impact that that food is having on our health and the planet that cost isn't built in and actually when you work it out in the context of the real cost for our own health and the health of the planet is actually more expensive and we know that in 1950 less than 1% of people were clinically obese um, that's with a BMI of 30 and today that is 28% in the UK um, we are exper experiencing an obesity uh, epidemic and we are expecting um, by 2060, 60% of adults in the UK to be overweight or obese. At the moment, they are 60%, but it would be 80% uh, in 2060, which is absolutely shocking. This is putting a huge uh, pressures on the health system in the UK and certainly that pressure is being experienced globally for those states, the USA, India, uh, China and so on, who are experiencing a, a rise in obesity within their country. And the sad thing is, this is happening to children as well as adults. So we are creating a wave of problems that is not going to go away. It's going to create more and more problems for people's health. And actually, we've almost... Uh, in essence, uh, reach the pinnacle of our evolution and we are using our brains to hurt us rather than help us, which is not the way forward. And what we've noticed, certainly in, in the US over the last three years, is our children will die younger than ourselves because of the state of the food system and the toxic swamp that we live in and the nutrition poor of foods that people are consuming, we are not getting the right nutrients we need to feed ourselves. We're actually going to devolve rather than evolve based on the state of our food system and the state of our planet. Key thing here is we are not genetically programmed at the moment to deal with the toxic swamp that we live in. We're just not programmed to do that and unfortunately uh, some 
parts of the food system, uh, big food manufacturers are tapping into our evolutionary genetics that make us want to crave certain foods, which is adding to the obesity epidemic because they are deliberately um, making us addicted to certain food food types, particularly um, the junk foods that we now see in the supermarkets uh, and pretty much everywhere. So if you are looking uh, to help your children have a longer life expectancy than yourself, whether you're a carer, a parent, a member of an organisation that looks after children, then please do take the time to listen to this because I'm really going to go through 10 simple steps that you can take to help your children become the warriors for their own health. And where does that start? Well, the first step is to fall in love with your brain. And that starts with you. Why do we need to fall in love with our brain? Because it's our engine of life. It runs our heart, it runs our liver, it runs our kidneys, it runs all of the organs in our body. And unlike the heart, you can't replace it. You can't replace the brain like you can the liver. Um, you can't replace the brain like you can the kidneys. And you can't replace the brain like you can the gut. It's the only organ that you will have that is completely and utterly your responsibility to look after for the rest of your life. And it's really important we take the time to fall in love with our brains. I personally, myself, as a child, never even thought about my brain in the context of mental health. It's rarely discussed in the context of mental health. It's rarely discussed in the context of heart health. Um, and we really need to be thinking about our brain because it is your engine of life and you have the power to make it better and you have the power to optimise it. But in order to do that, you first need to fall in love with it. So what do you love about your brain? Take the time to write that down. Our brains are unique. There is no one brain that is the same, irrespective of who, of where you come from, whether you're a twin or a quad uh, or anything else. Uh, it's really important that you understand that your brain is completely and utterly unique and you have an awful lot of power over it and how you can shape it and how you can develop it. And as parents or carers, you have an awful lot of power over how you can nurture and develop children's brains and that's why we're having this conversation now. And I just wanted to share a story about this because when my daughter was about 18 months old, the doctor was concerned that she had a heart problem, that she had a heart murmur. Um, and he referred her to a paediatrician called Dr. Kelly. And she went and saw the paediatrician in hospital. It was a really easy conversation to talk about a heart. We could point to it where it is in her body. We could talk about how the heart was either working not well enough or, or there was a problem with her heart. And she loved Dr. Kelly. He was the best thing since sliced bread. She got her heart imaged. Um, they found out it was okay, and she went back on her merry, merry way, loving the treatment that she got from her paediatrician, loving the whole experience of going into the hospital. 
Now, when we talk about mental health, we don't talk about the organ that is is our brain that is often in trouble. We talk about a concept that is often difficult for children to grasp. You can't point to mental health. You can't touch it. It's an ethereal concept. But you can point to a child's brain. You can show them where their brain is. You can teach them how to fall in love with their brain. You can teach them what things help their brain and what things harm their brain. And that is why it's really important to start talking about brain health and start talking about how we can fall in love with our brain. Number two, second simple step is do the things that help your brain. That is making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you exercise. Really, really, really important, and this is the primary uh, topic of this conversation, is make sure you feed your brain the right food it needs to survive and thrive. And make sure that you minimise your stress levels. There's been loads and loads of conversations around this. Dr. Sally Moorcroft talked about the importance of those four things when we were talking about brain health and the menopause and how to master menopause. So really make sure that you do the things that help it. And now if you think about your brain being your engine of life, you would not put unleaded in a diesel fuel tank or other way around. And my husband did this by accident when we went away on holiday and he put unleaded in our camper van, which takes diesel. And for anybody who has a vehicle, the consequences can be catastrophic. And the catastrophic consequences for us, fortunately not, we didn't completely kill the engine, but we had to be towed off um, at the beginning of our holiday, towed off the Channel Tunnel train uh, and wait overnight for that uh, fuel to be drained out of the engine and for the right fuel to be put in. The exact same thing applies to our our engines of life, which is our brain. We need to be focusing on putting the right fuel in our engine of life, which is our brain, because it runs everything. It is the most energy-hungry organ in the body. So it's really important that we give it the right fuel and that means not putting junk fuel in our engine, minimising the amount of junk and processed food that you feed your brain because it will not perform optimally. You are not giving it the super fuel that it needs to function effectively throughout the day. Exactly the same principle um, as if you were putting the wrong fuel in your car. And you would not put the wrong fuel in your car. So why on the most advanced engine in the planet are you not paying attention to the fuel that you put in your engine of life, which is your brain? And it is so, so important. Um, As part of that second step, we need to avoid the things that hurt our brain. And this is absolutely something I pay zero attention to uh, when I was growing up because nobody told me uh, explicitly the things that were going to hurt it. So back to the four things that really help it. Sleep, insufficient sleep really hurts your brain. Your brain cleans itself at night 
when you go to sleep and gets rid of all the toxins and the junk in your cells whilst you are asleep. So it's really important you give yourself enough sleep so that your brain can complete its wash cycle. So don't cut down on your sleep. And in fact, since the 1900s, we used in the 1900s, we used to sleep around nine hours. That's now down to on average around six, six and a half. Um, and we are not allowing our brains to get the reboot that it needs at night time to clear out the toxins in our system. And that can severely impede our performance, cognitive performance. Make sure you get enough sleep. It is also one of the 11 risk factors associated with cognitive decline. Um, and it's absolutely vital that we focus on that. It's the first thing we often drop when we think we're healthy. And it's the first thing that our brain needs when we're really poorly. That's how important it is. Make sure you get enough sleep. Nutrition is the next one. Don't consume junk food. Minimise the consumption of processed food as best you can. Look for opportunities in which you can buy whole foods, fruit and vegetables, any foods that are sold in the supermarket with ideally less than five ingredients in the ingredients list. If you don't recognise the ingredients on the packet, try and avoid buying those foods by something that is healthier. And there are so many books out there about this and what to eat. Um, and I'm just going to focus on this one by Tim Spector, Food for Life. Um, he's got a whole heap of information around what uh, foods are really healthy for you and what foods are really harmful for you. So make sure you check out that book. Other things, think about what you are putting into your body, not just in the context of food, but in the context of liquids. Avoid sugary drinks. Avoid sweetened drinks. Really important in the context of the marketing that is done to children and the marketing that is done to the adult population claiming that sweetened drinks are healthier for you. They actually trick your brain into thinking that it's getting sugar and cause insulin spikes. And we know from countless scientific studies that people who are consuming uh, sweetened drinks that don't contain sugar were still at risk of getting diabetes um, compared to those that, that have the sugary drinks. So it is... Uh, hacking your brain, the sweeteners, to, to making it think that it is sugar going into your system. So don't be fooled uh, by the marketing uh, of the food industry. It is not helping your brain. It is hurting it. It's slightly better than consuming vast quantities of sugar, but not a lot in the context of how it is hijacking your brain and making you feel addicted. Other things to avoid, alcohol. Alcohol can be really harmful for your brain. Uh, it reduces blood flow to your brain. It kills your blood. It kills your brain cells. I certainly used to drink a lot of alcohol when I was young, and I have definitely damaged my brain as a consequence. I don't drink alcohol uh, very much anymore. Very rarely, and if I do drink it, I immediately get an alcohol headache. And similarly with sugar, if I have lots of sugar. I get a sugar hangover as well now. I am addicted to sugar, as many of us are. So it's really important for me to avoid it. Other things to avoid, obviously any narcotics, any drugs, 
that creates a kind of rippled uh, cheese effect on your brain uh, and causes a reduction in the blood flow in your brain. And it's across the surface of your brain. So it's really important that you minimize the consumption of, uh, of uh, drugs on the marketplace uh, like uh, marijuana and so on. And that can have a huge impact on your brain health and actually reduces your life expectancy. Obviously, there's a lot of studies around the benefits of marijuana, but the Aiming Clinics has done an extensive study and shown that marijuana is actually detrimental to your brain and will reduce your life expectancy. And that adds a risk uh, to um, your cognitive health in the context of your memory too. Uh, and your memory is at risk. Also, we know from that that uh, drugs will actually cause you to be more anxious. So often people use marijuana to reduce their own uh, anxiety levels. But we know from scientific studies that it can actually raise your anxiety levels over the long term. And there's a knock on addiction uh, as well, wearing out your pleasure centers in your brain, demanding that you have more of it. So really important on anything where you can become addicted to it is to minimize the volume of food or drink or stuff that you inhale that can create addictive tendencies that also goes into gaming, social media use and so on. All of these can wear out our pleasure centers so make sure that you avoid those and minimize it and as parents and carers it's our responsibility to minimize it for our children and to educate them why it is important to minimize it and not to think that our children are not capable of understanding that because they are my daughter lily is four and she is completely aware uh, of the problems with sugar and we don't completely restrict her from having sugar but she is able to make a decision as to whether she's had too much sugar that day um, and stop eating it. In fact, she went to my uh, my mum's the other day and uh, had an ice lolly after swimming. And she said to her granny, no, granny, I, I think I've had too much sugar today. I don't think I should have any more sugar. Thanks for the offer. Our children are incredibly bright, incredibly intelligent. Uh, and we mustn't do them a disservice by thinking that I, they are not. And during this period of development from zero to seven, that is the fastest period of development of their brain. So it's really important we equip them over that time period um, so that they are equipped for life to look after it. Third step, you need to role model the way. Children do what we do. They don't do what we say. So if you are asking your children to fall in love with their brain, you need to demonstrate that you've fallen in love with it first. If you're asking our children to do the things that help it, like sleep, exercise, nutrition and stress reduction, you need to demonstrate that you are doing that too. And be okay that you're not going to get it right all the time. So it's really, really important that you role model the way and that is one of the key things in terms of persuasion from a high performance perspective fourth thing that you need to do simple step create a safe environment for your children 
to thrive. So this is a safe environment in the home and a safe environment in their school, a safe environment at university and a safe environment in any other extracurricular groups or activities that they're involved in, whether that's church or so on. And what do I mean by safe? It needs to be safe emotionally for them. They need to feel safe to express themselves at an emotional level, feel that they're being nurtured and looked after and cared for and not threatened, feel that they can express themselves fully. It needs to be safe physically from physical harm. If you are involved in an abusive relationship, it's really important that you find a way to break that abusive relationship in whatever way it is so that doesn't reflect back on your children and that they uh, end up carrying their adverse childhood experiences into adulthood and, and repeating the cycle that they've witnessed, uh, which is what they believe is important to survive. And, and there are many uh, interviews I've done. Michael Unbroken shares his story uh, on, on one of our, my shows. Uh, to talk about his adverse childhood experiences and how that shaped him. In fact, many of my shows, my guest Jess Lee, uh, Charlie Smith, um, so many people have, have shared their adverse childhood experiences. So it's really important that we create that safe environment for that kid, for our kids. And that means looking at what we are feeding our children in those environments, eliminating the foods from that environment that are going to harm them and providing the foods that are going to nurture them and help them achieve the best out of their engine of life. And we have seen that ADD is on the rise. Why? Because our food system has corrupted some of our children's minds and it is causing our children to experience attention deficit disorder that we never have seen previously because our, our the foods that we are feeding our brain influence how our brains behave and it's really important that we recognize that and we take the interventions whether that's at home at school at university at kindergarten in the nursery start start really early and create that safe environment from a nutritional perspective that allows our children to concentrate and to thrive. This includes feeding them a healthy breakfast and not one that is loaded with sugar and eliminating the temptations in your house that is likely to make them addicted to certain types of things, whether that's sugar, whether that's sugary drinks, whether that's cakes, sweets, biscuits, uh, gaming, minimize it it's our duty of care to make sure that we do that so please try and do that for your children for our children and for the future of our uh, human race um, key things mentally is to make sure that we create an environment where children can focus so this is a giving them an opportunity to have that quiet time uh, to do the play 
the creativity. If there's a constant electronic distractions or if there's constant food distractions, it's really hard for our children to do that. So take, take the time to give them that mental clarity that they really need, particularly as their brains are developing. And the spiritual um, support in the context of creating a safe environment, give them the opportunity to explore what they love in life, what they're passionate about, how they can uh, fulfill their passion, whether that's extracurricular activities, whether that's passion in terms of being creative with building things, painting things, connecting with children, dancing, create that opportunity for them to discover what they love about life and what they really love doing, really important. Fifth thing that's really important, simple step to empower your children to become warriors for their health. We acknowledge that you're human. We can all trip up and make mistakes. Share the stories of the mistakes you've made. Be okay with being a little bit vulnerable. That's okay um, for our children because they need to know that you're human and they need to know that you have emotions too. You're not a robot uh, and you're not emotionless. Really important that you do that because we're in a really challenging world today. As I mentioned, that we are it's a challenging world in the context of the digital distractions, it's a challenging world in the context of the toxins that we experience in our environment as a whole, it's a really challenging world in the context of the toxins that we either put on our skin or the toxins that we ingest in the context of junk food. Uh, and the toxins that we inhale in, in the context of e-cigarettes that are now all the rage. And we don't know the long, well, we do, we're seeing the detrimental impact in the context of our brain health on e-cigarettes and the, and the volume of junk that they put in there. Um, but we don't have the, the volume of data to truly understand the long-term health impacts of that. And just remember, 50 years ago, they were selling uh, cigarettes as being healthy until they discovered that it was cancer and all the doctors used to smoke cigarettes. Um, so it's really important that uh, we acknowledge that stuff that we introduce into our environment that is not commonplace, that we've not grown up with from an evolutionary perspective can be detrimental to us over the long term. So key thing, acknowledge that you are human and you can uh, and you will make mistakes and we all make mistakes, but it's important that we don't spend the time focusing on the mistakes, but we learn from them and get back on the wagon again. Sixth thing that you can do to empower your children to become warriors for their health. That is, don't make it all about them. Don't make it just about them as an individual. Our whole body is the host of billions of bacteria. We are looking after a whole family of microbes in our gut. And 90%, up to 90% of those, 90% of the neurotransmitters in our brain are generated in our gut. So things like serotonin that make us feel happy is generated in our gut, dopamine generated in our gut. So it's really important that they realise that it's not just about them, it's about the whole family of microbes, of organisms that they've got inside of them 
that that need to be fed appropriately so that your brain functions properly. And the way I talk about this to my daughter Lily is I talk about the soldiers in her gut and we talk about feeding the mummy soldiers, the daddy soldiers and the baby soldiers and making sure that they have the right nutrients to function effectively. But not only that, is those microbes, this is a fun one for the kids, those microbes eat the food that we can't digest. And when they poo, the poo that comes out is really important nutrients that we can digest, like B12 and there's many others as well. So it's really important that we allow, make sure that we feed the microbes in our gut, the, the soldiers in our gut, the right food to make them strong, to make them healthy, and to allow them to protect us because it's a symbiotic relationship. So it's a mutually beneficial one most of the time if we've got the right microbes in our gut, uh, where we support each other rather than hurt each other. Hurt your microbes, you hurt yourself. Look after your microbes, your gut soldiers, and they will look after you. So don't just make it about that particular individual. And also, when we're talking about how we can support ourselves is when we focus on the organ of the brain, the conversation is about the brain itself. So we're focusing on the organ that may be in trouble and our organ brain is the engine of life rather than pointing the finger at the individual. So like I said in the story, my daughter had her heart checked over. The conversation was about her heart. It wasn't about her. It was about her heart. And so it didn't become her being broken. It was about her heart being in trouble. And it's really important we reframe that conversation and focus on the organs that are struggling and not point the finger of blame at the individuals. Often happens when we talk about mental health. It's, it's I have a mental health problem. Uh, your brain is in trouble is really the issue. And let's help fix your brain and learn how you can fix it. Much easier conversation, much more inclusive conversation, much more diverse conversation. And it focuses on getting the best out of your engine of life, which is super unique. So it becomes focused on optimizing your engine and therefore getting the best out of yourself. So don't make it just about them. Focus on the benefits, extension that can be achieved both in the, from a microbes perspective uh, and when you're talking about their brain. Um, so the next one, seven, is sugar. Avoid sugar. Minimise the consumption of sugar. It is a child's number one enemy. Breast milk is incredibly sweet. We have oligosaccharides in there that are really important to feed our children the right nutrients to optimize their brain health. We are programmed to be um, to sway towards more sweet and sugary things because from an evolutionary perspective, when we eat lots of sugar, our body stores it as fat so that we can survive over the winter period. The problem is, is that there is no winter period now. We can just keep consuming sugar all the time in the in the form of, of fruits, but those fruits have had all of their um, fibers removed and it's been turned into pure sugar. Orange juice is not healthy. 
it is like drinking liquid sugar. Avoid those drinks that are typically sold as being healthy. Eat the real fruit, provide the whole fruit so that you get that lovely wrapper of fibre to go with the delicious fruit that you have. Uh, and that becomes a slow release in your gut rather than a sudden hit or, of uh, sugar into your system, which will cause you an insulin spike uh, and insulin sensitivities. Um, so really important, minimise sugar consumption, minimise simple carbohydrates. So simple carbs are things like white bread, white rice, white potatoes. They are all equivalent of eating a bowl of sugar. So move away from simple carbs, move to complex carbs, brown rice, uh, sweet potatoes, brown bread, preferably um, homemade, um, or bread with lots of fibre in it. So the children are not getting a massive dose of sugar, a sugar hit, um, which is causing them not only uh, insulin spike and uh, trouble with managing their energy levels, but also creating that desire to continue eating that type of food because it taps into the addiction centers in our brain and makes us want more and more and more and more. So going back to uh, making sure that you create a safe environment, minimize the amount of sugar that you have in the house, tell them why it's important. The sugar that we put into our, uh, our cells, into our gut, will feed um, yeast, it will feed uh, microbes in our gut that can cause yeast infections. It feed, it, it can cr create and lead to leaky gut, which then leads to problems with our brain health, problems with our immune system. It is really not something we want to be putting in excessive quantities in our gut. Um, so make sure you minimise the consumption of sugar and simple carbohydrates. Next one is number nine, I think we're on. It is cut out sweeteners. Sweeteners are a child's number two enemy because our brain doesn't very easily distinguish between sweeteners that we have in our, our drinks and sugar. Um, the exception on sweeteners is um, a stevia. It is typically um, perceived to be okay now. But really try and minimise the sweetness, particularly those that are, are manufactured um, like um, NutraSweet and so on. It's really important that you minimise sweeteners, particularly also if you're diabetic, um, because it tricks your brain into thinking that it's got sugar in itself. So it's not helping you from a diabetic perspective. So please focus on uh, making sure that you have a balanced diet, consult with your dietitian, um, make sure that you are minimizing sugar or sugar substitutes that can make your body think um, it's getting sugar and cause you to have uh, insulin problems. Um, so key thing here is there's a lot of marketing by the food industry that is selling sweetened drinks as being healthy options compared to sugar drinks it's not the case we really need to be focusing on if you're going to sweeten drinks do it with natural um do it with popping little bits of fruit in your drink uh do it with stevia if you want to um but ideally 
try and keep on, on water for your children to minimise that addiction of sugar um, that they're likely to get from having uh, excessive consumption of sweeteners. And there are so many statistics out there in the context of the impact of uh, sweeteners on obesity as well. So it's strongly linked to obesity. Uh, step number um, nine, I can't remember where I'm at now. Um, if your children are experiencing problems with their skin, problems with their gut health, maybe they are um, inconsistent in in their bowel movements, maybe they, they don't go for, for several days or they have diarrhea, it's most likely that there is a uh, they are allergic to or intolerant to something that they are consuming from a food perspective. The two greatest protagonists on this is the first one is dairy. Um, now, uh, dairy from cows is a different configuration to the de to the to the breast milk that we get. So it's A1 typically in, in cows, um, more A2 in Europe, but A1 in the USA. And it's an A2 configuration um, for breast milk. So it we are not tolerant to, we are not tolerant to uh, dairy as much as we may think we are. And children are becoming uh, very much um, uh, experiencing problems with with the dairy that they're consuming so if you're noticing that your child has very dry skin if you're noticing that they're having bowel movement problems then please do take the time to eliminate dairy from their diet you can do it one or two two weeks uh, and monitor the change the, the second one that is a big protagonist in the context of gut health and brain health is gluten so gluten causes leaky gut it's really um, not not very healthy for us at all in the context of our evolutionary development. Old grains are a lot better than the new ones because the new ones have been genetically modified and have a much high gluten content. So consider removing gluten from your child's diet. Um, that can improve their cognitive function. It certainly improves their gut function. It will minimise the risk of leaky gut, which can, can lead to uh, increased risk of immune system issues and infections. Um, dairy itself can cause sinus infections. So I myself, as a, from uh, being a very young child, um, from day zero, in fact, um, had chronic sinus problems. I had uh, grommet issues. I had constant sinus infections and a multitude of antibiotics throughout my life uh, until six years ago. Um, Pretty much antibiotics every year completely destroyed my gut microbiome. As soon as I removed dairy, I have not until recently, following a misdiagnosis, been on antibiotics. Um, so I've I've had spent six years free of antibiotics from eliminating the protagonist of dairy in my diet, and I've also eliminated gluten as well. And those are the two big things that really affect my sinuses. Gluten can cause people similar uh, inflammatory issues in their ear, 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 nose and throat. Um, so it's really important that you look at that uh, as a parent or a carer. If you are noticing that your child has skin problems, gut problems or cognitive issues, particularly important for people with autism and for children with ADD.
is to look at their diet and eliminate the protagonists in there, starting with dairy uh, uh, and then gluten. Final tip, a uh, simple step that you can take is focus on swapping rather than eliminating. So we can replace the typical foods that we might be uh, drawn towards and the sweets and stuff with healthier options. So focus on not making it um, children missing out on treats, but creating abundance of health. So it's creating an abundance of health lifestyle uh, and not missing out on things. We've had Easter recently. Is it helping our children to consume vast quantities of sugar and chocolate and making them addicted to it by giving them vast quantities of Easter eggs? Or is it better for our children to create an abundance by minimising that sugar consumption so they don't become addicted, so they don't have skin issues uh, in their teenage years as I did? Wish I knew that sugar was such a protagonist for creating skin problems um, and I wouldn't have been on Roaccutane. So really important that you minimise the consumption of sugar, particularly for teenagers, because because it can, can really influence um, the hormonal shifts that they are experiencing. And if you, if you don't believe me, listen to the episode with Dr Sally Moorcroft on the importance of eliminating sugar from your diet to make sure that we manage our hormonal balance as we're going through those hormonal transitions, whether that's as a teenager or whether that is through our lives uh, uh, as women and the hormonal shifts we experience uh, from our period perspective, pregnancy perspective, miscarriage perspective and menopause perspective. So I hope you found that helpful. 10 simple steps to empower your children to become warriors, starting with falling in love with your brain, doing the things that help it, avoiding the things that hurt it, role modeling the way, creating a safe environment for your children, emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And that includes eliminating those addictive foods and those addictive tendencies, gaming and so on, minimizing those in the places that they require nurturing in and that includes the home and also at school acknowledging that you're human and it is a tough environment out there it's a toxic swamp that we are now living in and we are going to trip over uh, just by the nature of the marketing that we're being bombarded with by the food industry don't make it all about the chil your children focus on the benefits that they are going to realise for the mi microbes in their gut, their microbiome, um, and the fact that it's all about optimising their unique brain. So we're not creating a blame game on the person, but focusing on the organ um, and the engine of life. Make it about uh, the family inside of them, as I said, that protects and nurtures them. Um, Know that sugar is a child's number one enemy in the context of obesity. So please do eliminate that uh, and eliminate simple carbohydrates, eliminate junk food. Uh, next is make sure you eliminate sweetened drinks and sweetened foods um, with the typical sweeteners that we're familiar with. Minimise the consumption of those foods. Don't be giving your 
kids um, chocolatey cereals. It's definitely no good for their gut health and no good for their brain health or heart health or liver health. Um, consider cutting out dairy as well as gluten if your child is experiencing gut issues or cognitive issues or skin issues. The gut is the second, called the second brain. Our skin is called the third brain. So if you are experiencing problems with either of those organs, your gut or your skin, you are almost certainly experiencing it in your brain. And make sure finally that you swap when you shop. Focus on providing the foods that nurture and help our children grow um, rather than and creating a life of abundance of health rather than them feeling like they're missing out because it's certainly don't want them to be missing out on their lifespan and their health span in the future. I hope you found this uh, episode helpful. Please post your comments below. I'd love to know who is listening, where you're from, if you're from an organisation, if you're a child, if you're an adult, a carer, parent, what steps you are going to take from the 10 simple steps that I've highlighted here start small just do one step at a time if it feels super overwhelming um, uh, and tell me what you found super helpful and successful and in what context that you've applied it whether that's been at home whether that's been in the workplace whether that's been in an educational establishment um, or whether that's been purely for yourself uh, as a child or uh, as an adult love to hear uh, how you're getting on if you do comment below uh, and you do decide to go with these 10 simple steps to empower your children to become well-being warriors and you are seeing success stories, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have you back on my show to share your success stories with me from implement implementing those 10 simple steps. If that is something that you'd like to do, please go onto my show page, that's ruthmaryallen.com forward slash show and register your interest to join me on my podcast and tell me all about how you have empowered your children to become well-being warriors. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, for more information about myself, the Wellbeing Warrior Academy, where we help um, your children and you become warriors for your own health and take charge of your well-being please visit me at thewellbeingwarrioracademy.com or ruthmaryallen.com to find out more about how I can support you please like and share this episode to anyone who you think could benefit from it whether that's at school um, uh, in the workplace or in your educational organisation or with family or friends so that we can spread the word to help our children become empowered to be wellbeing warriors so that we give them a great health span and a great lifespan in the future. Like I said, it's been a real pleasure and I look forward to connecting with all of those that are taking charge of their wellbeing and learning how to be the boss. Have a great rest of your day. Bye for now.